I'm already laughing. <laughs> no jokes started. needed. We haven't even started. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Welcome to Couple Couple Days. Days with Emma and Pidge. Woo. Yeah. How you been, Pidge? I've been moderate at best. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the sigh at the beginning. <sighs> well, let me tell you about something. Well, things are getting a little better, mostly because I upped my vitamin D intake. Oh, is that something? <laughs> now, why? Let's get into it. Why did you do that? Because uh, it's a perfectly normal reason. <laughs> my astrologer told me. <laughs> you dork. Oh. Yeah. Your astrologer. <laughs> I, I did have an astrology reading, you know, just to check in and touch base and find out why everything is so fucking shitty in my life. I want people to know that you're not the kind of person who would have an astrologist. Well, I am. But you are. But, I mean, not really. So, I I have a dear friend who lives in Tucson, uh, where I used to live, and she is very much into... Woo-woo bullshit. Woo-woo stuff. Yes. And when I left Tucson under, um, you know... A crisis of circumstances. In the cover of night, which we still need to talk about. Um, um, she paid for me to have uh, to have my chart done by um, astrology astrologer to the stars, Larry somebody. David, we'll say. <laughs> I think it might be Larry Miller, but maybe it's not. Anyway, he told me that in my chart I have this horrible thing called the finger of God. Wow. Which, in his 20 years of experience, he's only seen this particular, like, array of stars maybe three times. It's you, Prince, <laughs> Stalin. <laughs> right. Yeah. And weirdly, Brian Botano. And when he told me this thing that I had the finger of God, I immediately laughed. And he's like, it's not funny. <laughs> and he's like, this is actually very serious. This means that you have no free will. Oh, <laughs> And that your life will be full of these things that, um, you know, set you back or, or um, it, a catastrophic events, which so far has been true. But I had forgotten that I had the finger of God because I tried to push it out of my mind. <laughs> um, and then I was talking to my friend, Donna, and I was like, I just don't get it. Like. I just never make any progress in my life and things are still kind of sad and hard. And she's like, it's because you have the finger of God. And I was like, no, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so then she suggested that I go to a diff, this different astrologer who might have a different. Who's less finger of Godie. <laughs> yeah. Who said that I do have a finger of God, but it's not actually that rare and it doesn't cause you to have no free will oh. or catastrophic events. So, and then she told me to take more vitamin D. <laughs> you're doing it. And you're doing it. Because, you know what? Why not? We'll fucking laugh a minute right now. Yeah. <laughs> vitamin D. Um, no, I mean, I do know that we live in an, in the northern climate where we don't get enough vitamin D from the sun. Yeah. So, I'm taking Maybe it. that's all the finger of God is. It's a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> and this whole time you've been like, oh no, it was the stars I was born under. Nope. Just a blood-related issue. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't believe in um, any of that stuff. But then you read my horoscope to me, and I'm all so interesting. <laughs> that make, that makes sense. Like no matter how stupid and uh, like, oh, you're gonna have financial issues this week. I'm like, probably. 
I, don't I always proof? <laughs> don't believe. I always say, like, I'm the kind of, you know, atheist that, like, I don't necessarily believe in God. I don't believe in astrology. I don't believe in all those things. But I've never said Bloody Mary three times in front of a mirror. <laughs> because what if? You know, like, that's where my spirituality lies. I'm so was. desperate for any guidance. Anything to show me the way, any sort of answers to my troubles and problems that I, yeah, I will all be like, I'm game for it. If that, somebody's going to tell me something. That was one of the biggest realizations, you know, when I, like, cause I started therapy and like recovery stuff like four, four, almost five years ago. And I remember having like a year ago, this moment with my therapist where like, I was telling him something and I was like, like, oh, I don't want him to be upset with me. And then I was like, oh wait you work for me. Like, this is all self-guided. And it was like this big moment of like, oh, nobody's going to tell me what's right and wrong here or how to live my life or how to be a better person. It's like self-guided, which was freeing, but also like, oh, fuck. And so I totally get the the desire for astrology and just to like have something to be like, yeah, maybe have more vitamin D. Right. Try to be a little more hopeful. You know, yeah, in the loop of faith. Which would probably take a lot of work and a lot of, like, soul-searching. I could <laughs> well, just I be do. like, I wonder what my horoscope says. I, always, I, I am, like, I wouldn't call myself an atheist. I guess I'm more like white girl Buddhist, you know, where, yeah. like, I got into Buddhism about four years ago, and I practiced some of the tenets, but I don't really feel like being a vegetarian because that's, like, not really convenient. <laughs> so pretty much I want to be great to all creatures except for, like, six of them. <laughs> so, but, yeah, like, I... I think the Buddhism is kind of similar to that, where it's like, yeah, search within, you know, and be compassionate. And I'm like, all right, I could do that mostly. <laughs> but anything with it, yeah. But it doesn't give you enough of a structure of like, well, if you actually are a Buddhist, it gives you a great structure. But right. I do the white girl Buddhist stuff where I'm like, some of this applies. Well, I always feel like I have um, too many options in my life or and and not enough structure a lot of times and things, you know... Uh, I don't feel compelled or passionate enough to, like, make a real specific path. So I kind of do this, you know, motley crew of stuff. Um, and so sometimes I just need just just one tiny reason to do something different, mm. you know? Yeah. And, you know, so I'll pull a tarot card or something. And sure. it's almost just like... It's not even that I believe in it. I just need one more factor to yeah. to drive me in a certain direction. Yeah, I. It's really weak. I know. I totally I, get I, it. No, <laughs> I totally get it. Um, I feel like the, like pulling the tarot card thing. That's what I use the twelve step meetings for a lot of times. Is because you'll go and some and like I never suggest a topic, but someone will suggest a topic and they'll be like, um, you know, uh dishonesty is a big one for me this week or they'll be like, oh, you know, I'm having a really hard time with gratitude, and so that will be the theme for my week we're all kind of be like, I need to focus on that. But it's just pulling a tarot card. Yeah. Like I'm just going and being like, what should I think about this week, guys? What's my path? You know? So I feel like it's just the same. It's, it's all kind of the same thing. Tarot cards, hippy dippy bullshit. Yeah. It's all the same. My parents were like, because I was a hippie, my family was big into that shit. And like my aunt would like surround us with crystals and like, you know, there was like, a lot of that stuff in my childhood, and I feel like I had, like, a real pullback from it, like, almost as if I had been raised, like, Pentecostal, and, like, was, like, furious about the Bible all the time. I did that with, like, hippie stuff for a long time, but now I've kind of been, like, yeah, whatever. We kind of grew up in the nouveau hippie era, though. Yeah. Like, all the people that I knew drove Volkswagens, and we all, you know, that's when girls stopped shaving their armpits again, and everybody was listening to Grateful Dead. Yeah, that's so true. So there was a lot of that. Yeah, and, like, my parents were, like, 
the first wave nouveau hippies because like they were actually too old to be hippie hippies. Yeah. They were like seventies hippies, you know. Right. And so they they were all you know they were like into into healing ceremonies and burning sage and we had a oh sweat God, lodge in our backyard. So much fucking sage in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's another like it's another one of those. I'm like yeah, just do it. You know, <laughs> but it hurts. I can't I can't prove that it doesn't do anything. Burn some fucking sage. Why not? If it makes you feel a little better. Right. Your house feels clean, cleansed. Right. Yeah. And maybe it makes you focus on something and, and makes you focus on it to, you know, to decide what you want to do with your feelings about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have a, I have friends who um, are in recovery who swear by doing mushrooms or MDMA to go on, like, a spiritual journey. And the only reason I wouldn't do it isn't because I'm like, no, drugs are bad, you're in recovery, is because I'm like, that sounds really tiring. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to do mushrooms again? Did you ever do mushrooms? Yeah. It oh, was gross. Jesus. It's so, it's just so I just don't intense. know who has the time to do drugs. <laughs> Comedians, I can tell you that. <laughs> Plenty of time. Yeah. Everybody well, does mushrooms. There's often... I gotta get shit done. I... If you have a whole day to well, make. Mushrooms, I mean, I guess if you're, it's like a four-hour thing. I mean, you don't have to waste a whole day. It's just an evening. It's going to be a whole day. <laughs> it would Let's wreck be you. honest. It would wreck you. You're not going to do anything else. No, that's true. I just more feel like if you could flip it on and then be like, cool, and then flip it back off, I might be into it. But committing to something where you're like, we're just along for the ride, is it everything about my personality is against being along for the ride. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> No, no, I'm driving all the time. That's who I am. So, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, I went to the astrologer. Um, I'm apparently not going to have a successful relationship till 2018. Oh, well. So, there's that. Good I mean, know. at least she gave me a, 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 a timetable. Yeah. yeah. So, nothing to look forward to for a while yet. No, nothing. No career <laughs> stuff. In she said there might be like a little blip in September. Which means I'll probably get my, you know, hopes way up and then they'll be dashed on the rocks again. But what else? Yeah, I should get mine done. And they'd be like, I don't know, sweetie, just take a nap. You know, have some vitamin D. Just stop for a second. It's too much. I, you know, I that's I feel like this this week for me has been finally the like, this is too fucking much week. Like normally when people are like, how do you do it with six kids? How do you do it? I'm like... You know, you just blah, blah, blah. I just got to have a schedule. And, and everybody's been home for the summer. My kids go back two weeks later. All six of my kids. Oh, actually five. Go back um, two weeks after the public school system goes back because they go to a charter school. So uh, I have an extra two weeks of them. And I, took, I specifically took a lot of July and August off to spend quality time, which has been great, but also super fucking hard to try and work with them running around. And I... Um, two days ago, finally, like, lost my fucking mind on them. Like, I don't yell at them a lot. Like, I'm not a shouty parent. But the other day, they were all in the kitchen, all six, all fighting and yelling at each other over macaroni and having the most ridiculous argument over which bowl had the most macaroni and which kid gets the bowl with the most, you know, is it oldest, is it youngest, who eats the most. And it's just like, I was, like, trying to answer an email that was, like, needed to be done in 15 minutes and I finally just, like, got up and was like, it's just fucking macaroni. We have 45 boxes of macaroni. What the fuck is wrong with all you people? And then I went out to my and right when I started yelling at them about macaroni, they all started being like, can you drive me to the pool? Can you drive me to my friend's house? Can I blah, blah? And my teenager was like, can I borrow the car? Can I, blah, blah. can I do this? Can I have that? And I, like, lost my mind. I was just like, fuck all of you. Fuck off. And I left. I went and sat in my car and cried for a little bit. 
And then I drove away and I just went to the gym because it's close by my house and I had nowhere else to go. And I was kind of <laughs> and in you my, had stretchy pants and on. I had my leggings on. I wasn't even dressed yet. So I was just like, I'll just go to the gym. And my a friend texted and was like, hey, can I meet you at your house? I'm like, I'm not going back to that place. And I'm like, oh, OK. And I'm like, you can go get the money from downstairs that I owe you. But I cannot go back to that place for a while. It is a bad place. And I just it like all kind of caught up to me in one moment of like. You know, because I'm like trying to book the tour and I'm trying to do all this stuff and I'm trying to write and I'm trying and I've and I've been like, yeah, I can still do that with kids around. That's not a big deal. You know, like, look at me, multitasking mom. And all of a sudden it's just like, oh, I can't fucking do this. They're also like when they were little, they only take up so much space, but they're all giants and they're all in the kitchen and everybody's so loud and they're all like pinging off each other. And just I lost my mind. Yeah. Macaroni, man. It's just. <laughs> We used to have, we had a fight about macaroni um, when I was growing up and it was because we never had any like processed foods, like any, anything in a box. Mm -hmm. And so it was like the, like a special, special treat. We would get one box of Kraft macaroni and (laughs) cheese to split. (laughs) Like every time we went to the, my mom went to the grocery store, like went to Winco or whatever. And so it was like, it was like Christmas if we got a back box of macaroni and cheese, but then there would be a fight about how to split it up. And so we would get out, like, the measuring cups oh. after it was made. <laughs> That's what my kids were doing. And I remember getting, like, a half a cup of macaroni and cheese. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's what sad. my kids were doing. But there is a Costco-sized thing of more macaroni and cheese. And, like, one kid had made two boxes of macaroni and cheese for, like, him and another kid. And then everybody's like, oh, macaroni, what the fuck? And then they're like... <laughs> So make yourself, it takes seven minutes. Make some more fucking macaroni. Why? When just, you can just fight about it. When you can just fight. And they had been fighting at that point for like a half hour. I'm like, you could have made like eight boxes of macaroni right now. Like you could have just made all of the macaroni we had. You'd be rolling in it. And they were just like so intent in having this argument and arguing and arguing. And I'm, we were the same way. Like when we got junk food, I remember because um, we never ate out. Like literally we, I don't think my family ever ate out. And, um... One time we were somewhere and my mom got a thing of fries, like we were at some event, you know, the fair or the rodeo or whatever. She got a thing of fries for us to share. And I remember us all five of us, you know, just lunging on it and like eating fries as fast as we could and her being like, stop, don't eat all the fries. Like when she could have just been like, I'll get more fries, they're fifty. but money was so tight, I guess that they didn't do that. But so that I'm like, yeah, I can understand if, if, you know, I bought one box of macaroni a month and was like, split this between the six of you. But there's so much food no, up there. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the epic fights that my siblings and I had over the macaroni and cheese were also really fucking stupid. <laughs> no, that seems very <laughs> warranted to me. Making sure shit's fair. That was that was the argument was because Dan because my teenage my oldest my 16 year old was like I get the most because I'm the oldest and Calvin was like I'm a foot taller than you. I get the most because I made it, first of all. Also because I'm the biggest person in this house, which, I mean, he is. The loudest. (laughs) Jesus Christ. You just got to experience a big wave of that this morning, today when you came over, didn't you? Yeah. He tries to show off for me. Oh, God. I don't know why he's the only man that seems to want to impress me. (laughs) He so wants to. Oh, God. He's so painful. So funny trying to watch it. Like, as he's doing it, I'm like, no, no, sweetie. Girls don't. No. Yeah. She's uh, 39 years old. She's the, oh, I like an older woman myself. 
Well, I've been experiencing the exact opposite of what you have with all six kids at home. I had an incident recently where I was like, I'm all alone forever. And I was... Sounds amazing. (laughs) God, I love you. And I'm going to die and nobody's going to know for like a really long time. And that was, I went went to put on this dress in the morning before work. (laughs) This is my favorite... This is my favorite thing that's ever happened to anyone, ever. I'm sorry, but this oh happens to girls. It does. This happens. I went to put on this dress. I got it as far... Okay, they all have a zipper in the back, mm-hmm. and it's that weird hidden zipper, which then has to go past two seams, and it got stuck. And it, I could not get it up, and I could not get it down. <laughs> and then I tried to pull it, you know, over my... I tried to put one arm in, and my arm got pinned. <laughs> And so my arm, and then I tried to, like, hoist it up, and it was cutting <laughs> off the, my boob. I mean, it was, like, the most painful thing. Like, I was going to lose a boob. But I couldn't get this fucking dress off or on. And I completely panicked. I was like, there's no way. There's no way I can do anything with the zipper. And then I worried about taking it over my head. Oh, no. That's always I was like, no. Yeah, then I was going to suffocate myself. Then you die. <laughs> You well, well either way, I'm going to die. And my, it's, I'm, either, it's either five minutes or ten. Choose it. Choose it's it. 127 seconds. <laughs> we it's like that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My boob is trapped. I'm cut gonna, it off. Cut it off. So I cut it off. <laughs> I boob. got like a frantic, like panic attack. I cut this dress straight down the front with like jagged <laughs> Just went and grabbed scissors. Yeah. No! I love it because, like, as you're telling it to me, I'm not like, you weirdo. My heart is pounding. <laughs> it's racing. The idea of being caught in a dress like that is so panic-inducing for women. And I totally know the feeling of, like, just get it off. Just get it off. You just cut the whole thing. And <laughs> just rip it off. Yeah. Oh, I totally Well, in that dress was a repeat offender. It has done that <laughs> yeah, to me coming. in the past. And, you know, you'll, like, you try and turn it around, but then... To, to see if you can get it because you're trying to do everything behind your back yeah and it's really hard to get the right angle so I you know you try and turn it around and then pull it and no and and I was like this fucking dress has done this one too many times yeah and I had one friend be like well that's such a cute cute dress like you know how could you damage it like that and no. I was like because it tried to kill me <laughs> On more than one occasion. Yeah, no. Yeah. And Melanie, she she texted me. Hi, Melanie. Melanie, follow you. Love you so much. <laughs> she's like, I live two minutes away. I could have just come over and helped you. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't have two minutes. No. 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 So. When you posted that picture on Instagram, and we'll put it on the Couple Skate Facebook so you can see it, I laughed so fucking hard at the idea of you stuck in a dress just like... <laughs> Panic, scissoring your way out. No, just, I just love. What it. am I gonna do? What happens now? <laughs> that happened to me in an H and M dressing room, where I tried on this dress that was clearly way too small for me. But I was like, you know, sometimes once you get it on, it'll right. fit fine. But it's just a real beast. But I got it all the way zipped, and then I couldn't reach the zipper to get it back unzipped. Right. And um, and same thing, it had snagged, and I was like yanking and yanking. And I, um, I was like, that's okay. I can probably just get it over my head. When I oh. went to pull it over my head, the zipper got snagged in my hair. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> caught in this dress with my, with my arms pinned above my head, uh-huh. dressed like a tube above me. Like I'm some that's sort of weird That's what I was afraid of, because that's happened to me before. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> and I had to call 
to my to Jeff to where I was touring with. I had to call and be like, call out and be like, "Can you come help me? Just put your hand through." So I had to put his hand through the curtain and be like, "Just pull on the zipper," and like ripped a huge chunk of my hair out. I've lived in constant fear of zippers and dresses since then, so I get it, man. It's terrible. Yeah. So, but that's living alone for you because I didn't even have anybody. You know what would happen? No, if I got stuck in a dress. I'd be like, help me, help me. And my kids would be completely fucking oblivious. I'd be dead on the floor in front of them going, you guys, help mommy out of this dress. And they'd be like, huh, what? They'd just totally ignore me and let me die right there. So it's not any better. It's not any better. Okay, well. Or, or, alternately. I hope neither of us drive from from dress strangulation. I know it's it's a bad way to go. I if if you die that way and I'm the one who finds you, don't tell anybody. Yeah, I promise you, I'll be like it was suicide. Yeah, so sad. Oh, it was definitely really. I'll I'll make sure to get the scissors and like put them up to your neck, like make it look like you killed yourself, and be like so tragic. Yeah, such a so so young. You know, you hate. That was such a cute She didn't dress, even seem too. sad. She ruined it. Yeah. All that Boy. blood. I know. I'll sew it back up. She fit. This dress fit fine when I got here. And it wasn't. Nope. The zipper was fine. Everything was fine. But it's not always that it doesn't fit. No. That wasn't the problem with this dress. It just had a real trick. And it had that, like, little tiny zipper pull. Oh, yeah. The tiny like a, It looks like, like, a, like a grain of rice. Yeah. And you're you know, like, and so you're trying. Yeah, I can get this. I got it. I got it. And I'm going to reach behind. You have to do the two two move where you, like, pull it down with your arms I have for sure you, also, though, gotten and then pulled it stuck up. in dresses that were way too small for me. Oh, that for I put sure. on and then could not get back off of my boobs. For sure. And I don't even have big boobs. But, like, that has happened to me where I'm like, oh, no. And I've had to, like, go and find someone and, like, do some sort of yoga position with my arms way above my head and have them shimmy it over my <laughs> boobs and be like, help me. I'm stuck. I, I misjudged this dress. That's happened to me a few times too. Yeah. I See, I don't even. Have you ever gotten stuck everything. in pants? Uh, I don't wear pants. Oh, very that's often. true. I've seen you in pants only when we went to dart zone that one time. <laughs> Cause I had to wear for pants. murdering. <laughs> yeah. So I can't, I mean, I do own pants, but it's not, not enough that I would get stuck in pants. I got stuck in a pair of pants um, that were, they were like super, super tight skinny jeans and um, too, way too tiny, way too tight. And then I went and got a, a pedicure and then, you know how they, you like, they had me like pull the pants up oh, above right. over my knee and like roll them up, and, which was almost impossible to do anyway because they were so stupid tight. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have worn these. And then they gave me the massage and then like I went to leave and then when in the car I was trying to get them pulled back down and my legs had swollen, like yeah. blood had settled down <laughs> in my calves. And so from like getting a massage and stuff right. and just from sitting for so long. And so then I was like, that's okay. When I get home, I'll just get them off. And I got them like down to my thighs. And then I was like, they were so tight that I like rolled up like that. I could not get them over. And I, I cut myself out. I panicked. <laughs> I totally, I could have just eased them and worked on them. And like, they had also gotten a little bit wet too. And I was just like panicked. and was just like cut the roll thing off. and was like, these are shorts now forever. Yeah. I have similar panic, clothes panic. <laughs> yeah. Men don't have to worry about that. I no, they ever. get to wear cargo shorts and be comfortable and be like, does extra dumb. large t-shirts with something witty on the front. <laughs> Better say something funny. Yeah. That way. No. Uh, how is how is your week? Oh, um, Chippy's here. Chippy's here. Oh, hey, Chip. Hi, Chip. Well, thanks for joining the podcast, bud. 
here for the podcast. Oh, he, he had a good for, walk. He went for a good walk. Yeah. Good. Hi, Chip. Welcome back. <laughs> We're just talking about dresses. <laughs> uh, um, did you do anything exciting while I was gone? Uh, I worked uh, at the Basque Wine Fest, which is always one of my very favorite events. I don't really like working wine events too often, and I have to do it fairly regularly, but for whatever reason, the Basque Wine Festival is really fun for me. Yeah, if it, but that's a fun one, though. I'm going to, uh, I was there, and I was reminded of the people that I hate this week. Oh, yeah? Which is people from high school who say, do you remember me from high school? <laughs> Why does that make you so mad? <laughs> because no, I don't remember you from high school. And I just think that, okay, it's been for me 21 years now. Sure. Since I graduated from high school. And you went to, where did you go to high school? Caldwell High School. Okay. Okay. So anybody that I was going to remember from high school... Is Melanie Foot and Fall. That's it. <laughs> the only person. Yeah. Maybe like one or two others randomly. But How big I was, was your graduating not, class? Um, I don't know. Big? I have no idea. 350 yeah. or something? Okay. 300? So, I mean, you should remember them. That's just all I'm saying. <laughs> I was just dialed out. Mm-hmm. I was either stoned or like I didn't live in town, so I commuted to school. I just didn't have a high school experience where I was. Like, friends with a bunch of people. I had, like, three friends that I hung out with. So, I mean, I was a disaffected youth. Yeah. And, anyway, I just don't think that at this point in my life, I should have to be confronted with trying to remember something from 21 years ago. It is funny to to be like, do you remember me? Yeah. And this poor guy, who's really nice, he's like, it's Dave. And I'm like, Dave? He's like, Dave from high school. Dave from high school. And then you you're the jerk. Yeah. Because you don't remember. You can't like I couldn't bring to mind who this guy was. And I just thought, you know, like well then then the girl that I was working with, she was like, he was totally flirting with you. He was flirting with you. And I'm like, you know what the worst thing to do to flirt with me is? Is to bring up that we went to high school I know. together. Yeah. That's not common ground. Hey, remember twenty one <laughs> years ago? Can you believe it's that long? What have you been doing for the last twenty one years? I bet we could come up with something that we have in common. Yeah. <laughs> Other than uh, high school. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you see someone and just be like, oh, hey, we went to high school together. I'm Dave. You introduce yourself. You right. don't say, do you remember me? Right. And then be all, oh, you don't? You don't remember me? Remember I was on volleyball? Remember? I was like. I'm in the yearbook like three <laughs> times. Remember? Remember? Uh, Debate team. We stood next to each other one time. So I went there. home after the event and I texted Melanie and I was like, "Hey, do you remember Dave from high school?" She did. She you? didn't. Oh, I was no, say. she didn't. And she is usually my test because she remembers a lot more people than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because she stayed in the area, so I think you know every once in a while you'd run into people. Well, I moved away and I was gone for a long time, so I wasn't like being constantly. Yeah. You know, or even occasionally at the grocery store running into somebody and she didn't remember him. Sorry, Dave, you weren't memorable. <laughs> oh, Dave, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> but also, I don't I'm, feel memorable. I don't want to be like, gee, I wish people remembered me from high school. No, not from high school. No. Okay, um, in high school, I wore, um, I was blonde and I wore green men's leisure sh- suits to school most days. And I'd rather not <laughs> people be like, oh my God, I remember you. You're that super weird girl. Didn't you do belly dancing? In fr- <laughs> like in front of a school assembly once? That was a little sexual. That was odd. <laughs> Aren't you that? It was not my best time, and no. that's what I mean. Like, if you want to come up with something, you like, in, like call seven to mind choirs? something that would be like flattering to the both of us. It yeah. would not be bringing up that we went to high school. I'm together. I'm sad a little because I think I'm Dave, 
Because I have a really <laughs> weirdly good memory that way for people. And so I have run into people and been like, oh, hey, we went to school together. And they'll be like, oh. And they don't remember. And I'm like, yeah. And then I have, like, really specific memories. Like, yeah, you spilled that apple juice on your shirt. And then I handed you a towel. And then we went into the locker room. And then um, you told me about your brother dying. And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no memory of my own life. I just remember other people's shit. And so I'm always Dave. And they're like, well, I don't remember you. Bye. And I'm like, it's okay. I'm not offended. I just thought you should know that I remember most of your childhood. So, See, and I don't think Dave should be offended either because I honestly have zero memories from that time. Except for like a few like weird little fleeting, like I can kind of envision maybe what the hallway looked like in the high school or something. I, I have no memories of people. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember conversations. I don't remember. I just was, I think so self-absorbed. <laughs> I was really only thinking about myself. Yeah. In the context of myself. So I remember, I remember a lot of it, but, um, also I, I was on yearbook and so I was, t- I took oh, right. a ton of pictures. I could see So that. I have albums of pictures that I've like looked through since. And I think that is more why I remember yeah. a lot of that stuff. It's cause I just remember what people look like. Also, I spend a lot of time going through my yearbook and just thinking about Reminisce. the good old days. No, I hated high school, so I was mostly alone and pretty sad a lot of the time. So. Well, I just don't think high school provides the community. It certainly didn't provide the community to me that I think it did in past eras. Yeah. You know, the era of uh, saw cops and, and everybody went from elementary to high school together and then everybody stayed in town and married each other. Like, yeah. that was not my personal experience. And I also didn't think of it like that when I was there. No, so. I I had to live a weird, because all of my friends were Mormon, mm-hmm. and so to be able, I mean, you lived in Idaho enough to, like, be able to hang out with Mormons, you have to kind of pretend to be one, mm-hmm. and so I had this weird double life, where at, in class, like, I went to the sock cops, and I did all this stuff, and I, like, was like, oh my word, you guys, I had so much sugar today, and, like, did all the Mormon stuff, and dated, like, Mormon boys in high school, but then I had this total double life where, like, I was actually dating college guys and, like, going to parties. and But I couldn't, to exist in high school, had to pretend to be this totally different person. It was probably the beginning of my compartmentalization. Yeah. yeah. It was probably probably not a great thing. But, like, I feel like that's part of the reason maybe I remember a lot of that is because it was – I had to always kind of be on and be pretending. Like, I remember being at um, – we would do these choir retreats and everybody was talking about, like, how they were saving themselves for marriage. And I was like, oh, I've been sexually active for like five years. You know, <laughs> like we were like 18 or 17. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I, but I had to be like, oh yeah, I'm totally a virgin too. And like, oh, yeah. you know, and just. <clears throat> That's what I was doing in high school. I was having rabbit sex with my boyfriend. Yes, I was just only me having too. sex. Any, like, any time that I wasn't in class, I was having sex with my boyfriend. Me too. <laughs> Boyfriends. Yeah. Me too. Anytime I wasn't in class. So no, I don't remember you, Dave. Sorry, Dave. We didn't have sex. Dave, did we have sex? Then I hope. Sorry. I don't think we did. No, that's why he remembers you. You took my Did I give you a blowjob in the back of your... Ripboard Ranger. Right? <laughs> that has happened to me, and it continues to happen to me in Boise. I was so like frantically and prematurely sexually active that at my high school reunion, there were two Mormon boys who would not make eye contact with me because I gave them both a hand job in the backseat of a car at the same time (laughs) once. And they were both there and they're still like, they're still friends. And I could tell they were like, they saw me and they were, they're like married. They have kids now 
probably never have ever discussed it between the two of them ever again. And they're just like looked at me and there's like, no, 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 no. Hand job. Double Emma. double hand jobs here, double hand jobs here. <laughs> I was an early bloomer. <laughs> well, <coughs> apparently I was too, but I just assumed the way that everybody talked in high school that everybody was getting laid. I didn't find out till much, much later that I was one of the few people actually getting laid. Yeah, no, I, the group I ran with, because I was in, you know, choir and theater and all that, and they were squeaky clean, squeaky clean. Like, like everybody was super mad at one of the Mormon girls because she had given one of the boys a hand job on the choir bus, and everybody was like, isn't she disgusting? And I was like, I gave somebody a hand job too. I was just faster, <laughs> so nobody saw. Like, See, in my high school, either you, uh, there was a lot of people having babies, yeah. But nobody who was, I guess, in my, in my specific, in like my peer group, like, like people like me, mm-hmm. you know, so I think I just misunderstood what everybody else was doing with their time. <laughs> yeah. I, other than, other than choir and I was in a lot of activities, but I was always kind of just also like, I don't know. At school, I, just I, had I, I, uh, I was not paying attention. Yeah. That's what, I think I'm sorry, that's Dave. What it all that's all what it comes down, down to. to. Yeah. But anyway, I, you know, whether I was or not, I don't, I don't think is the point. The point is it was a really, really long time ago. It was a fucking long. And my 20 year is in two years, my 20 year reunion. And I'm so going to go because I have the coolest fucking job now. <laughs> what do you do? I'm a comedian. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, an engineer. That's not very exciting. That's, that's kind of boring. That's I'll too bad. never go. I'll never go to mine. You didn't go to yours? <laughs> No, I didn't go to mine. No, of course I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I gonna think go. Melanie did. Melanie, I have good for you. Her. I wasn't gonna go, but it was down the street from my house, and one of my friends came by my house and picked me up and <laughs> made me go because I was like, because I had just had a baby two weeks before, and so I was huge fat, and I was like, I don't want to go. I don't. I'm so heavy right now because I gained like seventy pounds with Arthur. And so I did not want to go. And nobody recognized me because I wasn't blonde and skinny anymore. And people were like, who are you? And then when people, like a, like a couple of the Mormon boys are like, oh, my God, you look different. <laughs> <laughs> you have huge boobs now. What happened? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, well. Ask me, ask me how uh, my week went. <laughs> you know How did your week go? Um, it was good. Yeah. Chicago was good. We had so much fun at North Bar, and um, thank you so much to Greg who showed us around and took us everywhere and was a complete doll. Yeah, I was Such. jealous. How was the baseball game? Oh my god, he took us to a Cubs game. Got us tickets. Uh, it was the most fun. I've never been to a baseball game, and I thought it was going to be really boring, but uh, it was the best. Yeah. And I want to go all the time. It was so fun. <laughs> I told you. I was so. so jacked up. I was like, oh, I care about this so much. And I've never even watched baseball before. I was so into it. Really, is the best. And we did we did a ton of stuff. We had a blast, and then we went to Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And had a great show there. And Ryan, uh, Colin, Ryan, who puts the show on there, was it was fabulous. That that town is so much fun and has such a it's it's such a tiny little town and it has like one of the best comedy crowds I've ever ever dealt with. Um, and then, so I was flying down to Austin and I had some issues in the morning um, with telling time. <laughs> I wanted so badly to blame this on like oh traffic or car trouble. Here's what it was. I was like okay. I have to get to the airport in Minneapolis. It's like an hour and a half drive. So I'll just leave around. I have to be there by 10. I'll leave at like 830. That's plenty of time. No, that's, that's not, not plenty of time. time. That's so stupid. Yeah. Also, I'm pre-checked. So I'm always like, oh, you need like five minutes to get through security, whatever. And I had to turn a car in. I had to get gas. It was a disaster. So by the time I got to the security line, like my flight left, my flight boarded at um, 
10 and left at like 10 30 and it was like 10 15 like or no it was like 10 10 so they closed the doors in like five minutes and I was like freaking out and I was in the security line and um but there was no line and so I'm like oh I'm gonna totally make it I have like five minutes to like run through and then I got pulled aside to search my bag and I was just like no 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 because I was I was already like I'm just gonna be totally fucked like if anything happens so they open my bag and they start going through it and then Jocelyn the tallest, most handsome pilot just comes up behind me and he goes, hey, troublemaker. <laughs> I fucking, what? First of all, I didn't know I liked being called that. But that's all, that's your pitch, I'm troublemaker. From now on, that's what I want to be called. But only by, from hot dudes? But only from hot dudes, yeah, mm-hmm. if, in uniform. Um, but he's like, hey, troublemaker. And I, like, turn around. And I'm expecting, you know, some geek. And he's tall and he's gorgeous and he's in uniform and he's just, wow. And I'm like oh, ha, huh. and he's like, you getting pulled aside here, and I was like, yeah, and it sucks, because I'm totally late, and I was like, I'm just about to miss my flight, like, I have, like, two minutes to get over there, and he goes, where are you flying to, which, I fly so much, I didn't know, <laughs> like, I know my end point is Austin, but I didn't even know what my connecting city was, so I would go, I don't know, <laughs> cool. great, knocking it out of the park, Arnold, and he's like, you don't know, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, I just have to get on this plane, I have a show tonight in Austin, I don't know, and he goes, oh, you're going through St. Louis, I'm your pilot. We won't leave without you. Oh! And then he gives me, like, this smile and, like, walks away and fuck. I wish he patted you on the butt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> me too. My God. Hey there, the good looking. Pat, pat. Oh, so nice. So he walks away and I I run. So I pack up all my crap. I run to the gate. They're actually still boarding because it was, de- they're like, oh, it was delayed a couple minutes. So. I make it just in time to, like, run onto the plane. And right, I'm, like, waiting to get on. And he walks past me and he goes, looks like you just made it. And I was like, hee <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I w- he was like, I wouldn't have left without you. So uh, that was the most amazing thing. So I tweeted about it to Southwest and was just like, your pilots are amazing. Thank you so much for not. Or I was like, the super hunky pilot, blah, blah, blah. They tweeted back, did you get his number? <laughs> and I was like, no. God, I love Southwest. Oh, I know. And they were super cute. And I tweeted a couple of things about, like, um, how he was a handsome John Hamm-looking motherfucker. So, whatever. I get I get to Austin and just, you know, he's super, super cute. I get um, uh, an email that is from the Minneapolis TSA, like, says Minneapolis TSA. Well, that's the subject. And it's, and it's like, you and I, because I have said, you know, I, I don't know who you were, but thank you so much for making it so I didn't miss my flight, blah, blah, blah. And it said, uh, you're welcome, signed, Captain John Hamm. <laughs> Oh, Emma, you're living my best life. I, know. I was like, that's it. I'm writing an entire novel based on how many children we have together. So beautiful. God, what a love story. What? So where's it going to go from here? I mean, you do have Nowhere. a boyfriend. Nowhere. I have a boyfriend. Ugh. No, I'm just kidding. I wonder if you could introduce him to me. I could. In 2018. Well, except um, I Googled him. Oh. And he had, he's married with two kids. So oh. It's all ruined. It's oh. all ruined. Just okay. None of that matters. The fantasy matters. Yeah, it's and true. The fantasy was great. I had the best fucking day that day. Like I got off the plane and like I could see into the cockpit and I was just like, "This was beautiful. Day made. Thank you." I even actually, and I even told Dylan, my boyfriend, I even told him about it, and he gave me a high five. He's like, "That's fucking great. That's amazing." No, he's he's married with two kids, but I told him he and his wife could come to a comedy show, and I hope they do. Yeah. Maybe I'll fuck them both. No, I won't. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. If she's a pilot, too, who knows where this will go? Oh, yeah. Just kidding. No. 
But no, it was like the best. Like people are always like, oh, that's so glamorous traveling all the time. And I'm like, it's never glamorous. I never, nothing ever happens to me. Nothing sexy or cool ever happens to me when I'm flying. It's always just, just constipation. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it's always just, you know, some woman sitting next to me and talking to me at length about how she had an abortion in 1980 and she still thinks about what her current husband would say. And I'm like, oh, we're strangers, so I don't know what to tell you. Or, you know, some guy who's like, I'm a pastor, and then tells me about cheating on his wife for two and a half hours on the way to Toronto. Like, you know, it's always that. It's just a bunch of real shit and pretzels. And this was beautiful. I'm going to fucking stay on that high for a couple weeks, I think. It was pretty great. Yeah, Yeah. that's amazing. And then I had amazing shows. I had great shows in Austin. And I was very flattered. Like, the best thing that can happen to you as a comedian is when other comedians come to your shows. And a bunch of comedians came to my shows. And, and like, that just means the world to me. And we had really fun, rowdy. I love the Velve. It's, it's so rowdy and kind of punk rock in there. And we had a, a really, really good time. So it was sweet. It was very sweet. So what's coming up next? Oh, boy. Well, um, I go to L.A. for a couple of days to go film a thing. Oh, this is actually funny. The Screen Junkies wanted me to play Black Widow in uh, this Captain America roast. And then they got back to me, I think after seeing uh, some pictures of me and realizing that I was not chesty enough to play Black Widow, were like, would you actually like to play Lori from Walking Dead instead? And I was like, is this because I'm an annoying brunette? Is that you realized I wasn't a chesty babe? And you're like, you could probably be Lori. So I'm doing that in L.A. for a couple days. And um Oh, just for the day. And then I go to Denver after that. Um, and I don't know. Some of the shows there are kind of falling apart. So, guys, guess what? We did a soft open in Chicago. We're doing a softer open <laughs> in Denver in a week because... I think you should just do a whole soft open tour. I We actually discussed that because the last time we toured, things came together so solidly and easily. And this tour, like, everything is falling apart already. And, like, it's supposed to start in two weeks. And we've been, like, super stressed out and, like... The poster's not working, and this isn't working, and, like, all these venues are falling through, and, like, I I was just like, let's rename the tour Soft Opening. Or what about Loose Stool? Loose Stool. (laughs) (laughs) That would kill Jeff. Any sort of poop mention is not going to be okay with. Yeah, but, you know, like, the comedian's stool? That's all you guys ever have on stage. Yeah, and just have a wobbly-looking stool, Loose Stool. I'll suggest it. I'll throw it out there for him. It's trademarked. It's trademarked? Oh, it's... You can't use that on your poster, sorry. God damn it. Oh, I, but I, yeah, I just think we're kind of, last time, you know, we were pretty like by the, like, we were like, things have to be tight and da 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 da. Like that was me mostly because I was like, I can't just fuck around. But this time I've been like, I don't know. It's just not coming together easily. So I think we're going to just kind of, I mean, we still have a ton. We're, we have books date, dates booked out until December, but I think we're being a little more loosey goosey about it this time around. Do you think maybe you should talk to an astrologer? I fucking should. <laughs> Do you want me to hook me pull up, some tarot hook cards me up with for Larry you? David? And um, I probably have like the opposite of the finger of God. I have like the elbow of Beelzebub. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I think maybe I should see what your astrologer thinks about my upcoming tour. But yeah, we're gonna be all over the place. You can check my website for M Arnold Comedy for dates and shit. <sighs> so done with summer. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we've been hilarious. God, we're so good at this. What a team! <laughs>
If we could only get the John Ham pilot in here. Make some real John magic. John Ham, look at motherfucker. <laughs> mm. Maybe you could give him. Maybe we could give him a, a hand job at the same time. <laughs> he could probably take that. He was so tall, Jocelyn. So tall. <laughs> I'll rub his feet. You rub his feet. <laughs> Yeah. This is now a threesome podcast. That's all we do is pick um, pick handsome men and be like, hi, would you like to be on a podcast? You get a hand job. <laughs> that would be amazing if that's what we offered. And they would all take us up on Oh, it. for sure. Yeah, all right. It's over the pants. I hope that's not a problem. It's still very good. Oh, also, we have to be on a, a moving bus. Um <laughs> It's just the only way I could do it. Plus some sort of tour bus situation. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's enough. Oh. Well. Let's let's. Uh, what day is it? Saturday. It's Saturday. Alright. Well, we still have one day to bring it around. We're, we're gonna pull it together. It's gonna be great. All right. I hope everybody's having a good summer, and we'll talk to you very soon. Love, Love you. Bye. bye.